Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Tom Brady is back. Or at least that's what everybody thinks he will be today. We'll have to see. Todd Bowles not entirely committal. He did say that he would be back after the Tennessee game. Well, it's after the Tennessee game. They play Indianapolis against the Colts on Saturday. And this would be the last chance for Tom Brady or really any of the starters that haven't played yet to do something in a preseason game before they get to Dallas September 11th. A lot of speculation. Steve Burstnick continues about Brady why he was out is he going to tell anybody why he was out um will he will he address the situation at all today and i'm thinking that the answer will be no to that that he probably won't um for the very reason that it was personal in the first place um he's going to leave it there and say at least to those who ask him do you want to do you want to address it he'll probably say uh no <laughs> i'm just i'm out here to have you with my guys and I still think the first time we'll talk to him will be the Thursday or Friday before they play the Dallas Cowboys in the regular season. That said, I think if you're one of those that have had trouble sleeping or breathing of late because of the Brady news, you can R-E-L-A-X. Just relax. You know, Tom Brady plans and has planned for a while to come back and be the quarterback of your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. However... That might not be such a good idea for him <laughs> because if he happened to watch any of that uh, debacle that they had up in Tennessee the other night with the offensive line, woof! I'm not sure I'm ready to get behind those guys right now. Yeah, so you're thinking Saturday night is his only chance to get in a preseason game, but after that performance, do you think he wants to get in that game? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. I think I think he'll take his chances when it matters because, um, you know, why give up that possible uh, capital in in the preseason? But look, unless he's just going to get in and run the ball, yeah, you hand it off for you know six you straight make, plays because you know remember Washington when he got hit early, oh, and then it ugly. was just get rid of the ball as quick as Hot possible potato. every throw. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, that's what it was, and and you could game plan some things. Um, you know, you get the ball out of his hand, the quick game screens, um, you know, bubble screen, uh, things that he's not going to stand there and hold the ball, which by the way, there was way too much of that the other day. I know the offensive line will get into that. They weren't very good. And, and now there's even fewer of them. Kyle Trask at times held the ball a little too long as well. He didn't, uh, help his cause much at times. Um, but it's got to be better. And, and the thing about it is, you know, 45 year old quarterback, who on the second day of training camp loses his center, Ryan Jensen, the first guy that they signed, by the way, as a free agent after Brady announced he was returning. And then, you know, you have an injury up in Tennessee to Tristan Wirfs, um, which is kind of a, a, you know, a little bit of an abdominal um, situation. Um, 
now he's day to day, so it's not something that they think. Well, you know, write him off. He he's not going to play against Dallas. We don't know when he's going to be back. Um, and so you know, you're starting to get these injuries, and then and this wasn't a good thing. It's not as bad as people think. We can get into this. Aaron Stinney uh, suffers a season-ending ending injury with an MCL and an ACL. That was announced by Todd Bowles. We're still waiting on news from Jensen, by the way. Um, but they did went ahead and and go forward with telling us that Stinney was lost. And that is a big loss, although I'm not surprised because and I'm surprised about the injury, but I'm not I'm not as if I'm a Bucks fan and I'm looking at this objectively, I'm not as crazy that Stinney is hurt. I I'm just like having watched him in practice, uh they gave him every opportunity at first. I think he got the first reps at at Marpet's old spot at left guard. And we all remember him playing the three preseason games in the Super Bowl when they won it, which was heroic. But he has not really been the guy that you would think was so solid that this job is clearly his. He's he's kind of just been okay at best. And there's other players on this team that can do more in terms of, you know, swinging from tackle to guard. I'm thinking about Brandon Walton that I wrote about with um, former Seminole High School player and others that, you know, it, it's going to be tough. Um, on some of these offensive linemen. I think Stenny, to be honest with you, I think he was a bubble player. Now, you know, you feel awful what happened. You don't want a guy to get hurt and potentially affect his career, even if he were to get cut here, uh, which now he goes on injury reserve. You'd still wish him well. But I'm just saying that I, on the outside, a lot of people just thought, okay, this is a bridge too far. Now they they don't have worse. Um, you know, Robert Hainsey's playing center. They don't have Ryan Jensen. And now there goes Stinney. The sky is falling. That's not how the Bucks look at it. That might be how you look at it, or even I might look at it, but it's not the way the Bucks look at it. They, they have their evaluations of the guys that are there. And I just get a real sense that, you know, they're not, they're not freaked out about it. Now, Guy like Luke Gedeke, same thing. And I wrote in the Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com that, you know, maybe Tom should stay away longer this time for, you know, personal safety. Um, Gedeke was not good, but he's a guy that played tackle, moves over, and he's a good run blocker. His pass protection was lacking. He had some bull rushes. He can gave it some ground up on that. Um, but they're really confident in him with the Bucks. They really think that he can win the starting job, which would, which would be interesting. He's got a long way to go. Not very much time, but that's how talented they think they are. He is, and, and he, he absolutely can run block. When we saw, we've seen that on tape. Now it's just whether he can get the other stuff done. So, you know, this, this offensive line, is, is, it, it's going to look better when Brady's getting rid of the ball in 2.5 uh, instead of what I thought Trask, you know, held the ball a little bit too long at times. And you're just going to have to hope you don't sustain any injuries. I mean, like last year, the run was on defensive backs, and they never really recovered. You know, somebody or a number of people were always out, and it never looked the same. And you just hope that that, that rash of injuries doesn't happen in any one given position. Yeah, and that's, I mean, think back to last year, and that's always the fear, you know, is it was a secondary last year that just got decimated yes. by injuries. Yes, And they just didn't and, have enough bodies. And the bodies. offensive line late, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but you were bringing in guys like Richard Sherman, who's retired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. you were hoping to give him a couple weeks to get ready, and he had to go play three games in 11 yeah. days and then ended up out yeah. for the season. Right. And it's that, look, teams can withstand injuries because it's football. 
mm-hmm. you're going to get hurt. Yeah. There, I mean, there are. This is sport is just maybe the most physical sport team sport there is. Right. And so you're going to sustain injuries. It's not getting them at the same position. And when you're the Bucks, who have now your three interior linemen are going to be different from last year. With Alex yeah. Kappa in Cincinnati, Ryan Jensen's now out for the year, and Marpet retired. That? Yeah. And now you're getting more injuries on the offensive line. And that's that's the fear of it is, you know, it, and maybe Stinney wasn't going to be the starter, but he was definitely a depth piece or a possible depth piece on this team. Absolutely. And so you've lost Jensen, you've lost Stinney. Mm-hmm. You know, you start losing somebody else. I mean, Worfs, thank goodness, is, is going to be fine and, and doesn't sound like there's anything to be worried there. But right. You just can't sustain. It's those when you get multiple injuries at the same position. No team can sustain that in, in football. No, now with a fifty-three man roster, three specialists, and an extra quarterback, the math just doesn't work. Um, and yet, you know, that's that's kind of where they're at. They're, they've they've got to get some guys healthy. They need guys to improve, and we're a long way, you know, still from playing the, the Bucks, playing the Cowboys, and. You know, at some point, Brady's going to walk in here, I think, today um, and, you know, start to prepare. Regardless of why he was out or how long he was out, I'll say this about Brady. If he doesn't get off to a good start, no, and it could be the Dallas Cowboys are the best defense in the league, or it could be that, you know, Jameis Winston throws for 500, or it could be that Aaron Rodgers just has a revenge uh, tour. But if they don't get off to a good start, we all know what's going to be said about Tom Brady. You know, shouldn't have taken the time off in the middle of camp. Of course you look rusty. You know, no wonder. Maybe you should have just not played at all. Like, all that's coming, you know. Yeah, but don't think he's not using that as fuel, too. He absolutely will. (laughs) He absolutely will. It'll be, watch this. I don't need every day of training camp. I'm Tom freaking Brady. And... I'm going to go out here and rip it. And he will. And he will. Um, he'll have his guys. You know, Mike Evans' hamstrings getting better. And, um, you know, some of these guys that have kind of checked out. They, You know, it's not just Brady. They, well, Brady went away to some undisclosed place for personal reasons. And so there were a lot of other guys that kind of got some time off. And now um, they need to get ready. They need to uh, be ready to, to pop in there and, and get some reps and and get that first hit out of the way. And I'm not talking necessarily about a guy like Chris Godwin, but there will be guys that will be playing uh, in the regular season that haven't played yet. And I think you'll see him a little bit against the Colts. Again, I, you know, the idea of preseason kind of nauseates me for things that just happened um, with guys getting season-ending injuries. I mean, really, you can get better work or as good a work and situational work that you may not get in a game in practice. Um, so one day I think they're going to reduce these games down to two or maybe even maybe even none. Um, yeah, as soon as the know, players let them go to 18 games, it'll be done. That's going to be the carrot. Yep, I totally agree. It's going to be you know give us the 18th game. You're all going to make 250 grand each, you know, or whatever that figure is. And yeah, things will things will change at that point. But um, you know, the the Bucks had a bad day and and they offensively they never ever really got going and I think that was disappointing for Todd Bowles who's a defensive coach and so you're always also scrutinizing you know what's going on with the offense but Byron has called it for many years now and so there shouldn't be an issue there but um 
You don't want to be almost shut out. You don't want to score just a field goal. Congratulations to Ryan Suckup for getting a 52-yard field goal, which was nice. Um, you know, and so those things leave a bad taste in your mouth. You know, like Leonard Fournette comes out, and on the first play of the game, he runs for 10 yards. Well, by halftime, the Bucks I think, had a total of 85 yards. So, you know, uh, it, it just was a horrible night offensively. They could not <clears throat> get it going. And many times, you know, each team was going for it on fourth down, trying to trying to generate some offense. It just it just wasn't happening. So, you know, they got to bounce back. I mean, you 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 want to have a good a good feeling going into the regular season. Um, again, I don't know how important it is for any of these guys to necessarily play, but if you could play, uh, you know that would that would be preferred. And the biggest mm-hmm. thing is, does Tom Brady play? And you know he didn't play in the third preseason game last year. I'm not sure. I'm trying to recall if he played in any of them. And and I don't know that he needs to. Um, by the way, but you know this is the last chance for him to do that if he if it's important to him. And I think he played um, like a series or two last year. Yeah. And, you know, you just you can't. It's nasty. You cannot expose guys to injuries. Like you will torpedo your season with with a quarterback injury. You just mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that's going to be better than your starting quarterback. I mean, there's not many Kurt Warner situations out there, right? Where it becomes a Hollywood movie. He takes over for Trent Green and wins the Super Bowl. You well, know, Tom Brady for Bledsoe. Tom Brady for Bledsoe is the same. Very similar situations in that standpoint. Very similar because, you know. Um, Bledsoe took a hellacious hit that was unexpected, and he was on his way to a possible MVP season. Um, and then Tom, when he got in the playoffs, he got hurt, and they were thinking about playing Bledsoe again. And they didn't, mm-hmm. um, you know. And yeah, you just you just never know. They're the assassins on every team uh, that's going to destroy something. And so, well, let me ask you, know. you this too, because the, the big storyline for this training camp has been Kyle Trask. Yep. And mm-hmm. figuring out, is he a potential he quarterback next for this year. team yeah. next year or two years? Yeah. Or, you know, can he yeah. be an NFL quarterback is basically the, the storyline. And I saw lots yep. of headlines of, did Kyle Trask take a step back? Yep. And, and and you were there. You saw more of it. and You're seeing everything. But yeah. isn't part of the maturing process and the learning process is you're going to have some good games. You're going to have some bad games. You're going to have good plays and bad plays. I mean, he looked pretty good last week, except for a couple plays going into the halftime. It didn't look very good this week. But isn't that – I mean, I know that people want to make statements of, you know, he's taking a step back, but isn't that just part of the maturity process and the getting experience and, and how much has he really played at all outside of practice? In, in, yeah. in his two years, not not just you know this year, but last year he didn't play a lot either. Right. No, and they want game reps, and and I think you got to look at it year year over year. Like where was he when he was a rookie, and what did we see or not see when he played? And now a year later, okay, where is he? Um, how much different does he look? How much more confident in the offense? And for those questions, it's all yeah he. He certainly looks the part. He certainly seems like he's in control. He's still playing with, you know, undrafted rookie free agents trying to make the team. Some of them making tremendous plays like Devin Tompkins and others. But but you know what? My thing about Trask is how fast can he process stuff? Because he doesn't have the strongest arm, right? Like Blaine Gabbert can throw it through a brick wall. Um, but Trask has a good arm. And 
and when I watch them in practice, like to me, just for me, having watched a lot of football practice, I just want to see him make more completions. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seems like he misses some some easy throws. And I remember, and I've told this story before, but I remember uh, Dan Orlovsky, who played for the Bucks and is now, of course, a star at ESPN doing uh, NFL analysts and stuff. I was talking to him one day about, I think it was Jameis Winston and whatever. We got off the subject a little bit, but he said, you know, I he played, and he played for a number of teams, and he goes, and I could really throw the ball. You know, like, and let's be clear, no one in the NFL that's a quarterback has a bad arm. No one. They all can throw it, okay? Except um, Drew Brees at the end of his career. But. Except, okay, yeah. <laughs> Granted. Yeah, that's true. But even he, even he had his day. Yes. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think that uh, that's true. Um, and so, so it comes down to like, like Orlovsky said one day, he goes, you know what? He goes, I had a coach tell me this and he goes, it's absolutely true. He goes, you know what the difference was between me and he played a long time in my career and an NFL starting quarterback of any sort of pedigree or success, five throws, five throws a game. That's it. That's it. It's a small margin. We can all make the same. We can all make the throws and, but there are five of them where, Maybe it's a third down. Um, maybe it's a you know a blitz period or situation. But if you hit it consistently, you're probably going to be not only a solid quarterback in the NFL, but maybe even a star. Five, he says, it's not more than that. And he goes, but you know what? Those guys that play and play a lot and play for a long time at quarterback, they hit them. They just hit them mm-hmm. like it's not even a thing. So when I watch Trask. I, I just see him not completing enough footballs in mm-hmm. practice and in the games. And I don't know that he's ever going to be a dynamic playmaker from the pocket necessarily. His mobility is certainly limited. He's tried to make himself a better athlete. You know, to me, and it's way the way too early judgment is that, yeah, okay. He, I mean, if he keeps working, maybe he could, he's going to get a chance to start somewhere. Or, you know, he could have a hell of a career. Um, as a backup. I mean, not everybody starts in this league. So he's going to get his bite of the apple at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a rough night. Let's just put it that way. It was a rough night because he was under siege. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tried to make some plays that I don't think he would normally try to make. Um, but things are going so poorly, you know. Um, well, and that's, they, that's my point of it is, is look, he may never become a, a legit NFL quarterback. I, sure, I, don't, I sure. don't know. I mean, it's... I think That's it's still, the jury's just, out. I the mean, jury's yeah. out. The sample size is too small. Absolutely, and, and you know, and, and considering who he's playing with as well, and, and mm-hmm. like you said he was under siege the whole time. Yep. You know, he's not sitting back there with a clean pocket. No, holding the ball too long and not, you know. So you have to take it all into account. I just think sometimes we're so ru- quick to judge. Oh yeah, someone like that of you know, oh he's taking a step back. He's you know no longer good. It's like well, let's see how you know he's going to play some next week too. How much, I don't know. Brady could play some. You may play Blaine Gabbard a little more to get him ready, too, in case you need him this season. Right. But he's going to play some more. Can he learn from this and get the ball out quicker this week, whatever bit he plays, or even that in practices? I mean, that's the whole point of it is you're putting things on tape. You're getting the experiences. Now, how do you react? How do you get better? How do you you know, transfer what you learned from that game and watched in the film room to the next game or the next opportunity you have to play? Right, and they they've always sort of you know praised him for 
in his career, you know, not being the starter necessarily, but, you know, always preparing and always, you know, ready to play. And when he does, whenever that time comes, um, you know, he rips it. And that's sort of what they're, they're sort of counting on that, quite frankly. I don't personally, I don't know that he's going to be a starter in this league other than maybe he's the default guy if Brady were to leave. Um, but in terms of, of successful, like I, I don't know. I, I really think it's too early in some respects to tell. Um, but, you know, he's getting his chance now. And you don't want to have games where you can't get a first down. You know, you don't want to have those sort of outlier, you know, those games that are way way too often where you just don't do anything to help your team. And I think when he had time, he made throws. I think he held the ball too long. At other times, guys could have made more catches for him. Uh, Scotty Miller dropped one. Um, you know, but overall for two weeks, I mean, I think he's done okay. I mean, he's done okay, you know. It, it, you know, he's not – I don't think he's beating out Blaine Gabbert which means he's a number three again. So he's going to have to find a way to, you know, stay stay ready. But um, I I think we're still a year or two from knowing if Kyle Trask can be a bona fide winning quarterback in this league. I just don't think we're there yet. And we're going to get to the Tampa Bay race here in just a minute, but I did come home and notice, oh, my, oh, my, is it hotter here in Tampa than even Nashville? And that means my electric bill is going to go through the roof because the A.C., is running all the time. We got a solution for you. It's called May Electric Solar. That's right. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems for like a dozen years. Now, there's all these fly-by-night companies. They knock on your door. But May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship, right, with a 30-year labor and service warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That right there is the May difference. You visit their Hudson showroom. That May Electric has all kinds of products and they conduct on-site testing so you know exactly what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors so you don't have to uh, worry about who is doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862 to schedule a free estimate. You can lower your electric bill all year long and preserve your quality of life, and the quality of your appliances. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good weekend for the Tampa Bay Rays. They take two out of three from the Kansas City. Three out of four. Three out of four. Oh, three out of four. I I stand corrected. You're right. That's right. They they did more than two out of than meatloaf them. They uh they're out of four against the Royals. Uh and the pitching is still the story to me. Um especially uh Rasmussen. I mean, that guy is on a roll. He was the one that almost had a perfect game in his previous outing. Did pretty good in this one too on uh on Sunday. Five and a third, uh no hit innings till they they got a hit off him. Uh, mm-hmm. wasn't quite as efficient. The pitch count was a lot higher. Had a few walks there. Wasn't, right. wasn't perfect, but 
still, you went over five innings without giving up a hit. So he was dealing. Yeah. I was at the game Saturday. He was dealing. Yeah. I mean, he's very confident. He's like, what's the difference? He goes, I can throw everything for a strike, and I, and I can't hit it. I'm not, I'm not afraid of contact, I guess he said. Um, which, which ultimately so was, is where pitchers have to get to. I mean, in this day of home runs and – Oh yeah, and, you know, and launch angles in this. It's you know, there's so many pitchers are scared of contact. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, and, and one of the things, I mean, one of the reasons to have such a good de- defense is that you try to help your pitcher not be afraid of contact because if they hit it, we're gonna we'll get to it. We'll, we'll catch it. We'll catch yeah. it. We'll make the throw. We'll we'll mm-hmm. stop it. Our shift is is set up right. I mean, that's what right. you hope. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, why I that's, think you see so many pitchers walk guys come in out of the bullpen and start walking guys. They're scared of contact. Right. They're trying trying to be careful. They're, they're nibbling. They're uh, not throwing strikes. And, and really, you know, that's kind of how you get in trouble. Um, speaking of trouble, I, I'm, I'm worried about Wander Franco. Tell me I shouldn't be. Yeah. I, so he had, what, the hamate bone surgery? Mm-hmm. And he started a rehab. Now he's got pain. That's right. And he stopped his rehab. Now he's coming back to St. Pete. He yep. evaluated and continued treatment yep. here. Uh, that sucks. I, I don't know enough about that surgery and, 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 and that, but to stop your rehab and come back here for treatment, that doesn't sound good. No, that I mean, sucks. I, you know, I think you're at least a couple weeks away from him being back. Yeah, at this and point. that's if he gets the, the feeling back without having pain and stuff like that. But, yeah, I'm with you. Um Wanderous, I mean, he's such a spark plug and energy for this team that you really, really want him. They are getting some guys back, and they're playing really good baseball. And the team to the north, the New York Yankees, are not playing very good baseball. So no, you're you know, you're eight games back with forty two to play. The Yankees have forty to play. Yep, you've got forty two to play. Okay, so you're eight games back. Mm-hmm. You're tied with Toronto, who's also eight games back. Right, but you're only seven back in the loss column. So, do you have a shot? I mean, what they came back from the Red Sox nine games in September. Yeah, they did. eleven years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and you've got, there's a chance, and you've got six against the Yankees coming up. Right, that's the key. I mean, that's the key in and of itself is that you have control over six of those games. Yeah. So you know, and and the Yankees are just they're just struggling. I mean, they just are. Yeah. Walk off Grand Slam, notwithstanding, a few days ago. And but just, are, just think, if you win that game, you take the three nothing lead in the tenth. Oh, if you win that yeah. game, you're six out right now. Yeah, it's just it's two game swing, man. I mean, and that, you had it. Yeah, you had it. But that yeah, the, could the Yankees can't get out of their own way, right? I mean, they they did beat the Blue Jays on Sunday. The right. Rays now in a three way tie for the wild for the for the three wild card spots between Seattle. Toronto and, and themselves. Crazy, right? Uh, yeah. Minnesota's two and a half games back in the wild card. Right. And Baltimore's three, and I think there's one other team that's three. The White Sox, I think, and then Boston's like four or five out. Yeah. So no, it's, it's going to be wild, you know. Yeah, 42 games to, be- to go. They're through 120 games. Mm-hmm. You're getting near the end of August here. You got Manuel Margot Dog back. Days. You got Harold Ramirez back. Yeah, and that makes those that lineup so much better. Oh, it lengthens it, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, it allows you to 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 have a better bench to pinch hit too. Hmm. You know, it just it, it's if you can get Wander back, that'll be tremendous. 
Yeah, just such energy from him, and of course skill and all those mm-hmm. things. I, I'm, I'm not going to write them off because when I do, they always surprise you. And the Rays are playing well again and have a shot to, uh, you know, to advance and, and make yeah. a little bit of noise here before it's all said and done. Now they got a four game series with the Angels starting tonight at home. You got to take yeah. at least three out of four. Yeah. Did you read Joe Madden, the story Joe Madden uh, yeah. uh, talked to with Mark Tompkins? It was interesting, I thought. It was very interesting. I mean, I you know, it's funny how he's very critical. Do you believe of, him? Of, First of all, do you believe that he's com- completely content, that he's found that, that zen? No. No. <laughs> you want to think about it? I, I think I think he's <laughs> – I think if no one calls or comes calling, he's content. Yeah. With, you know – I've done what I can do, but I think if yeah. someone called and said, we want you, he'd be there in a heartbeat. Well, and he, it wouldn't just be anybody, right? Well, like a, he made yeah, it, a team that he that, made it clear. Yeah. He made it clear that he has become exhausted and not happy and wouldn't work again in a situation where the analytics, uh, override anything with the baseball side. Like it's one thing to say, we're going to have some analytics. We're going to marry up, you know, you're managing with mm-hmm. information, right? Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Um, but, you know, if you've got a guy that should have a manager's uniform on and just, just sort of hiding behind the owner up there and pulling all the triggers anyway, then that that's not a good situation. What's ironic about it, and granted, Joe wasn't completely everything analytic, but it was the Rays that have really ushered it in in a big-time yep. way. I yep. mean, the A's maybe started it with Moneyball and Billy Bean. Right. The Rays under Andrew Friedman and, and Joe Madden and then what Eric Neander and Peter Bendix and Kevin Cash have done since have taken mm-hmm. it even further. Right. But it was really, you know, Joe Madden instituting a lot of that analytic stuff on the field. Now, I'm not saying he made every decision based on that. But, boy, they used those analytics probably more than any other team when he was a manager here. Yeah. And no, the shifts did. and all that stuff. Yeah, to the point where other teams have copied it, and he embraced it, and mm-hmm. you know, won a lot of games. And you know, I, I there's just not many guys that have won World Series, much less in places like Chicago that are walking around. So hopefully, he does get another shot. But he seems completely content. He's up in Pennsylvania. He's playing golf, seeing his friends every day. I um, just don't think there's a lot of teams that they, they see what what a lot of these teams have done with analytics and they're not going to let the manager just make decisions anymore. I just don't think there's a lot of teams out there that are willing to do that. Right. No, they want too much control and they have too much information to allow somebody to go against it. And, you know, frankly, if you're going to have all those numbers and things, you have to, you have to be consistent and utilize them all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. And and the thing is about the numbers and, Look, I think analytics are a tremendous tool for baseball. That's what they are, a tool. And, and in the regular season, when you have a sample size of 162 games, it generally works out. Whether yes, it's the it shift does. this way or, yes, it does. or the way you pitch these players or mm-hmm. you know this. Over 162 games, it generally works out. Much like you go to Vegas and you play blackjack. If you sit down at the table for days on end, it's going to work out where the, the house is going to take 51% of the, the money or 52, whatever. It's, it's right around there in blackjack. The numbers over time will work out. Right. In a seven game series or a three or a five game Different series. Different deal. Mm-hmm. The numbers don't have time to work out. 
And, that's correct. And, and that's where that's where you got to figure out when do I stay with the analytics and when do I go away from it. When do you take Blake Snell out of a game in the playoffs when he's pitching the game of his life? Or right. do you leave him in? When mm-hmm. do you go with this lineup or this guy? I mean, you know, the analytics over time work out, which is why they're, they're analytics. That Whether mm-hmm. the house playing blackjack at the casino or playing craps right. or whatever game it is. And you got to be loyal to them over that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One night, work. yes, you can win big. One night they can win big. But over time, it's going to be that 52, 51%, whatever the house is going to take. That's how it works. They right. know that. That's why it's... That's why those casinos are as big as they are. And it's That's right. in baseball, those statistics work out over the course of a season, typically. In mm-hmm. a five, three, or seven-game series, that guy who's red hot may be the better play. The analytics may not mm-hmm. say that from a whole season. And that's where you know, you know I, I think you got to have a manager that's got the pulse of a team that can make those decisions when necessary. I think the analytics are tremendous. And, look, it's gotten the Rays to a lot of where they've been and and they've won the American League East for two straight years and right. now all of a sudden have a shot at a third straight year because the Yankees are free falling. You know, it it's tremendous stuff. Yeah. But it can't always be the end all be all, particularly in the playoffs. Right. And and Joe was I thought it was, it was interesting when he said like otherwise if you're gonna do that, take the guy upstairs that's the bean counter and that is is, is really managing things and put him in the dugout. Because he's the one actually pulling the trigger, not me. And all he was saying is, I want some, you know, mutual uh, working relationship where it's not just all analytics or all gut. You know, like there's a place for it. I buy into it. I get it. Um, but you got we got to work together. Um, it can't just always be one way. And I wonder, you know, and I don't know this the answer to this question, I wonder how much Kevin Cash struggles with that. Because, like you said, there's no more analytically driven franchise in baseball, certainly, than the Rays right now. I, I think the and, question is how much control does he actually have? And I don't know if right. we have that answer. We don't know. Like, you know, and I'm not saying there was a necessarily a call down, down to the dugout or not, but they could have been like, you go get Blake Snell now, or if after this many pitches, he's he's you know the batting average goes up to this, and you've got to go get him. So I don't know if there was know, a call during the game, but I'm sure no, it was before the game. Hey, a look, plan. We don't want yeah. him to go through the batting order a third time. That's right, exactly. And that's know, more. And, that's more to the point. But sometimes um, the eye test shows you he's never pitched right. this. The way guy's before. pitching the game of his life on the biggest stage. We're going to ride him. We're going to ride him because he's in a place, yeah. and his eye and his. Uh, demeanor right. in his delivery and strike throwing tells me he is so locked in. We need to ride this. Now, we, we need to embrace this. The other side of that was if you had a few more runs, <laughs> he right. probably would have done that. I mean, it's not a decision. You, you know, right. the problem is, is it was a tight game. You know, you had yeah. a four or five spot on the board at that point, and I, I think it's a different decision Kevin Cash makes too. That's true. You know, I, I think at that point he would have had more leeway, or he would have given mm-hmm. him more leeway. Right, but. The, the game was too close, and mm-hmm. so he went with what he's done all year. And whether whether that was Kevin Cash, whether it's joint, whether it's the front office basically said he's not pitching it there, I, I couldn't tell you that. Yeah. But, I you know, I think had there been three or four runs for the Rays instead of, what was it, one run, wasn't it, or was it two? One or two, yeah, yeah. or something. You know, but had it been three, four, five, I, it may have been a different uh, situation. Then. Yep, yep. 
and uh, I, it was very interesting. And then Joe, not to worry about him, he does want to manage again. He's enjoying his time golf, golfing a lot. His golf game has come around. Um, he does a lot of barbecuing, <laughs> and uh, he's up in Pennsylvania, uh, of course, where he was born and raised, and uh, enjoying life up there for the time being. And hopefully, we'll see him back down here at his restaurant in Ava and that sort of thing. But I think he gets another job if it's the right one, and he and he wants it. I don't think, even with his age, um, that this game has passed him by. Uh, it turns out that. You know, he, it's sad because he talked about the Angels. I don't even think about them anymore. Like, I've spent all those years in the organization. I, they're not a factor in my life right now. I don't even think about them. So there's some bad blood there. But, you know, mm-hmm. if you look at their records since they fired Madden. They didn't get any better. Yeah, yeah it got worse. Okay. It got much worse. Um, and so, you know, for them to pull the ripcord that early in the year was probably uh, very disappointing to him. And it turns out not necessary because it didn't help. If it's not going to help you win, then you shouldn't do it. And this clearly didn't help the Angels turn anything around. So, you know, that's very interesting story by Mark Tompkin in the Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com. Take a look at that. So I will be at the Bucks uh, Advent Healthcare System, uh, System Training Center for the arrival or the expected arrival of one Thomas Brady after his hiatus for personal reasons. Will he speak? Or will he keep everything under his vest? And so we'll see. You know, that's all I got for you is I think there'll be some camera crews. I think you'll see gentlemen on ESPN. Some. I think you'll see Sarah Walsh <laughs> on the NFL Network. I'll say this. It didn't materialize because uh, I think they thought better of it because there wasn't more information. But the Today Show reached out to me and wanted to talk Tom Brady with me. On the Today Show, we thought maybe a different day, not today, but not you know, find out what what Tom has to say first, and then maybe. But that's how much interest there is in Brady coming back. You're big time, man. You're big time. Yeah, it's a huge story, huge story, and it should be. It absolutely should be. Hey, uh, just remember, um, if you guys are looking for a way to save a lot of money, not a little bit of money, a lot of money on your electric bill, call May Electric Solar, family-owned business. They've been around for twelve years in this area. Um, and all I can tell you is they have a 30-year labor and service warranty. They give you uh, $750 worth of surge protection for your appliances. That right there, that's the made difference. They have a showroom in Hudson. You can look at all their products. And they also use their own contractors, so that's a plus as well. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862, 727-819-2862, and order your free estimate today and start saving money. More importantly, my thanks to Steve Versnick. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow and give you the latest on Tom Brady. More Steve Versnick. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tempe Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.